Lately, I've been entering a new space, which is quite exciting, creating content for new clients for their social media. But the other side of that is feeling a lot of self-doubt, feeling imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to be doing this on social media? I wasn't trusting of the content that I was creating. And I had a lot of tiny questions that weren't really important where I didn't need to ask somebody, but I felt this urge to ask for help, to make sure someone's looking over my shoulder and saying, hey, that looks good. Just to see what I've done and remind me that I am on the right track. Welcome to the Slow Down Time podcast. I'm Van An, a second generation Vietnamese Australian on my journey away from being the busy and stressed out primary school teacher into a slower, more present version of myself. This podcast is here to help you rediscover what it is you want and to begin letting go of cultural pressure to rush through life. Yes, you'll question your identity, your life decisions, and begin trusting yourself to fully live with intention. I'm so excited to be your host and to walk you through this journey. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to another episode of the Slow Down Time podcast, where we delve into the unique challenges faced by second generation immigrants. So people with immigrant parents. Now I've got my tea. This is a new tea that I haven't tried before. Irish breakfast. It is not really my breakfast and I'm not Irish, but let's have a taste. Hmm. Tastes quite similar to English breakfast, I would say. <laughs> I'm not a tea connoisseur, so I just enjoy the comfort, the coziness of having a warm tea, regardless of the weather. But especially today, it is so gloomy, so rainy. So this tea is perfect for today. Got my blanket. I'm all cozied up. And as I've said on my Instagram stories yesterday, talking about how I wasn't really in the mood, not really motivated, basically I'm just in this funk, kind of on my way out of it, but I'm just feeling it, just living through the funk. I'm not expecting myself to work at 100%, basically, and I'm letting myself feel it, just ride the wave. <laughs> to make myself feel better, and because I've actually scheduled this for my task for today, which is to record this episode, but I feel like let's just have a chat and maybe this would help me to kind of get back into the groove of things and feel more like myself again. So let's explore the topic of why you often struggle to trust your own decisions. And this is a huge topic that I've been talking about a lot lately, but because it is such an important part of our lives, making decisions confidently, being able to trust that you are doing the right thing for yourself, not based on everybody else and their opinions, what they think you should do, making you believe that what you are doing is not right. So just like in the story I shared in the beginning of this episode, I'm still working on feeling confident in my own abilities especially when it's something new and trusting in the work that I put out there, feeling like what I do is good enough. 
let me give you a bit of context for that story. So to wind it back a little bit, one day, I I think it was a Saturday actually, because I was teaching art classes and a friend reached out to me asking whether I wanted to do his social media. And my first instinct was, what? You want me to do your social media? I don't even have that many followers on Instagram. I don't know that much about Facebook or LinkedIn or all the other platforms. But after talking back and forth for a little bit, I was excited about that opportunity, about the chance for me to do something that aligns more with my values of that freedom, being able to work at my own pace, work from home and do something that I've focused a lot on. I've spent a lot of money on, invested in myself so much, which is social media and learning how to do that for other brands. And yeah, I really felt a lot of imposter syndrome. I felt like, why would you want me to do that when I'm no expert, when my Instagram isn't even that great? To me anyway, but to other people, I guess when they're not so critical and what they see on the other side of the screen is something, you know, that I put my heart and soul into and I've invested a lot of time into it. So a lot of that doubt came up when I had a chance to do something new, something out of my comfort zone. Like I'm doing it for my own Instagram page, but what about other people's? So this idea of not trusting your own decisions, not trusting what I put out there on Instagram, my posts, what I'm saying, how I show up online, I doubt myself almost every single day. And it's something that I have to push through and know that I have a bigger purpose here. But for you, it might show up in your own life, not trusting your own decisions when it comes to how you spend your time. Maybe you're doubting yourself about signing up for the gym when you might not even go that often or spending money on something that you might not get a lot of use out of and it might just be like a waste of money. So all of these little things come up as you experience life, right? Every single day, not just when you do something big and scary, but also when you're just making little decisions. Should I buy food today or should I cook from home? There are so many things that we can doubt ourselves on and learning to trust yourself and your decisions will make your life so much easier. Today, we'll delve into why you might not trust your own decisions and shed light on how cultural influences and this Asian sense of duty towards family as beautiful as it is, how it can impact on your ability to trust in yourself. I'm also remembering to sip on my tea, but it is also a hand warmer today, (laughs) as it always is. So let's get straight into it. Number one, why you might not trust in yourself is because you're focusing on fulfilling societal expectations. And this is what I talk about a lot, right? My Instagram literally focuses on this about societal expectations, cultural pressure, pressure and expectations from anywhere and anyone. So you focus on a lot of what you should do and what you feel like is the 
right way to live rather than doing what is good for you. A few episodes back where Mei Ling told her story, she talked about this need for conformity in China, where the schooling system and how families operated was based on certain expectations on how you should be doing in school and what you should do as a daughter and how you should behave out in society. And that's how many of the Asian countries operate very similarly. Same in Vietnam as well. And I'm not sure about your parents, but my parents still continued this cultural idea of what is successful which is school and finding a job that gives you enough money so that you can take care of your family, have a house and whatever, live comfortably. They valued conformity to this one way. This is the way to do it because everybody else is doing it and this works. So they valued obedience from their kids, the respect from the families, and they valued doing things the right way and that their kids or I shouldn't deviate from the normal way of doing things. Where if I did something differently or I failed at it or I made mistakes or lost a lot of money, then the consequence could be disappointing my family. Maybe I won't be able to take care of them in the future or I'll let them down or they can't brag to their friends about me. So this whole context created my own self-doubt and this lack of confidence in my decision-making abilities because normally decisions were made for me. So I was guided this way instead of all the other ways which are probably wrong in their eyes. So lacking that confidence in myself, I actually needed external validation from other people to tell me that I'm doing the right thing, that I'm on the right track, that I'm doing great, Instead of trusting my own instincts to tell myself that I'm all those things, breaking free from this cycle requires self-discovery, requires internal reflection, spending time on questioning the decisions that you've made, and to have an understanding about you and your individuality away from all these expectations. So knowing your value comes from your unique perspective your unique brain and how that works and choices that you have. So decisions that lead you to live your own unique life, not just meeting cultural expectations, societal norms, and having a copy and paste life like somebody else's. I had to really drill in my brain that living a different life doesn't mean that I'm doing life wrong. That's what I used to believe that if I do things differently, that it wasn't going to work out. And so I end up unemployed, can't find a job, can't earn money, where my life would basically be a disaster, where I won't be able to take care of my family or live comfortably. And I would have lots of other problems that come without having money. So I had a fear of standing out and being different. And I was basically just another Asian girl following the set path that my parents provided me. I wasn't authentically myself. I didn't have my own individuality. I didn't have my own 
Thoughts that I told anyone, I kept everything to myself. Through a lot of self-reflection, a lot of questioning my decisions, what I've done in my life so far, a lot of journaling, a lot of being supported by my own coaches, I've built up some self-trust to help me make my own decisions that aligns with my values. And it might not always be the same as somebody else's, but there's a balance there between the expectations and what I personally want or need for my life. And juggling the two kind of made me question a lot of that, second guess some of those decisions. So I encourage you to spend some time thinking about what you're doing that you feel you should be doing or the things that you're missing and that you should be doing and whether those shoulds still serve you, if they are helping you to get to the future you or your future life. Okay, the second reason for not being able to trust in your own decisions is because of your respect for authority and elders. Now, this is a great thing. I love talking to people who are older than me, who have more life experience or more wisdom to share. But the other side of that is that it has been drilled into me to respect my elders. In other words, demonstrate filial piety, if you've ever heard of that before. Now, there's nothing wrong with this idea on its own, but it can cause you to doubt in yourself because their answer just goes, right? It's about my sense of duty and obligation to take care of my elders, listen to their experience, listen to their advice. So when I'd ask them for advice, I'd ask them questions, they would expect me to follow what they did and their opinions. So it was really hard for me to deviate from my parents' wishes and advice from other elders or authority figures like my supervisors or anybody who was above me in the hierarchy somehow, like at work or in terms of fitness anybody that was more experienced than me. And I remember a particular time when I was asking my mum about mortgages and home loans. And she told me what I should do in terms of trying to pay back as quickly as possible instead of putting money into the offset account because then you'll be owing a huge debt for the rest of your life. But after doing some research, I told her about my findings and different options for repaying the loan. And she told me that I was young and I didn't understand how it all worked, basically putting me down and encouraging me to follow her advice that it was the right way. So I was told that I was young and didn't know how it worked. But to me, what I heard was I was stupid. I was dumb. I don't get anything. And that I had to respect the hierarchy that they know more than I do. And that was always going to be the case. And all of that discouraged me from having my own opinions and made me underestimate and undermine my own thoughts and opinions. And lately I've been working really hard to balance all of this. I don't want to completely not listen to my mom. (laughs) So I try to listen to other people's opinions, but also do my own research and empower myself to take the situation into my own hands. 
And sometimes that required asking for help from others. But sometimes I would go straight to the professionals and receive guidance from them. This is such a fine line. Having respect for elders while also making decisions for yourself. Because ultimately, the decisions mostly impact you. So if this is something you're struggling with, I encourage you to keep some things to yourself. And I know how that sounds. Sometimes at the beginning of new things, you just need to keep it to yourself. And not everyone has to know everything you're doing and thinking. And you can tell them after. The third reason why you might struggle to trust in your own decisions sometimes is because of the divide between Western culture and Eastern culture. They're a bit different. So the Western culture prioritizes yourself as an individual, what you want, where you want to live, how you want to do life compared to Eastern culture, which is more on the collective and make sure that everyone's okay, make sure your family's okay, taking care of your elders, make sure everyone's fed. Now, of course, this is kind of generalized, but the differences between those two can be quite evident within the cultures. The reason you find it so hard to trust in yourself is because you place the collective well-being of your family, your responsibilities at work, your friends, and everything else over your own desires or aspirations. So me being in between the two cultures, I'm like, but I want to do that. But wait, I got to think about my family. So there's always two sides of the coin. And there's this inner conflict between what I want and what somebody else might want, or the consequences of what I want could impact somebody else. Just like when I was considering nursing back in high school as a career path, I really thought about the benefits of it knowing more about my health, my physiology, how to take better care of myself. And this wasn't just for me, though. I wanted to do it so that I could also help my family out in case anybody gets sick, then I'll know what to do. So the first reason was for me. But the second reason, the one right behind the first, was to help my family, my relatives, my parents, friends, the community, basically. I was taught to not only think of myself, but also think about how my actions might impact on others. And so my secondary thought was always of the collective. And I tried to ignore the fact that I was actually quite scared of seeing blood, (laughs) even from all the crime shows I used to watch. I ignored this really important factor, not trusting in my own instincts. But I felt like I was responsible for helping everybody and that me becoming a nurse was going to greatly benefit not only myself, but everyone else. And it sounds so easy to just focus on you, to do what you want to do for yourself and your life. But when you've grown up caring for others, if you're like me and being the caretaker, it overrides my confidence and my own instincts. So the next reason, and I think it's the last, why you struggle to trust in yourself is your fear of failure. And by failure, I don't mean like the complete disaster of a life where you have no shelter, you're completely broke, but more of the sense that you failed at something. 
the feeling that you couldn't succeed, that you're not successful. If you've grown up thinking that mistakes are bad, that it costs you time and money and a lot of effort, then you might begin to avoid things that are scary, that are new, that might be a bit risky, that kind of pushes you out of your comfort zone. So even going down an unconventional path, doing things that aren't considered typical or normal for a lot of people, you might feel uncomfortable in these situations, unsure whether you can actually do it because you're so nervous about it. You've never done it before. You can't ask your family about it because they don't know. You might want to change jobs, for example. You might have been working at the same company for a few years now and have inklings about wanting to find a new place, a new job, doing something different that's more fulfilling. Maybe you've learned all that you can from this one position, but you feel like you can't progress any further. Or maybe you feel like your responsibilities are piling up, but there isn't much support from upper management and your team's just swamped. So you feel like changing jobs, whatever that reason is, but you're overwhelmed by the fear of looking for a new job, applying for a new job. You're worried about putting yourself out there and spending so much time and getting a rejection anyway, even though you feel like you need to move on. That's your inability to trust yourself. Your gut, your intuition, your wisdom is telling you, hey, this doesn't align with your values anymore, but you might not be doing anything about it. Staying in the job for a few more years and trying to just suck it up and do it. That's my own personal experience. (laughs) Ignoring my own inner wisdom out of fear. So I stayed stuck in that job for a few more years and I finally realized that, okay, something's going to change. So those are the four reasons why you struggle to trust in yourself. And learning self-trust without hearing the nagging, the outside opinions, following what you should be doing according to everyone else, it's a journey. And it's definitely not a linear process where you say after five years, for example, after X amount of time, that I completely trust in myself now and everything just feels right and I'm doing everything perfectly. It doesn't work like that, (laughs) unfortunately. But you might feel a lot more confident doing things that feel right, that's more aligned with the person that you want to be, with the life that you want to live in the future. If you want to speed up this process with the guidance from a certified life coach, that's me, by the way, (laughs) and with the support of other women who are going through similar situations and have the time and space for you to reconnect back with yourself in order to make some sort of change in your life then the Calm Retreat is the place for you. I've left the link in the show notes where you can find more details about the retreat. And if you have any questions, then feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. My DMs are always open. Remember that you're a human being, not a human doing. I'll chat to you in the next episode. Join me for a cozy getaway to the Blue Mountains. 
The Calm Retreat is where you can surround yourself in nature and other amazing women who are also second-guessing where they are in life right now. Let's build meaningful connections with ourselves and be more intentional about our lives. For more details, head to kindofheart.com retreat or check out the link in the show notes. Hope to see you there.